listen, as a busy millennial mama with a full-time job in the army who's also trying to run a business and a home and maybe maintain some bit of sanity, I get it. You don't always have time for the hard-hitting personal development podcasts you want to listen to. Enter the Beyond Leadership Shorts. Every Tuesday, I'm delivering fluff-free leadership and life tips in 10 minutes or less. And since I've already used up about 30 seconds, here we go. Hey y'all, so last week I had a conversation with my friend Ashley Morgan on the most recent full-length episode of the Beyond Leadership podcast, and it was so good that it went over time, so we had to cut it off, but I wanted to bring you this second part of the conversation here, all about the truth behind manifestation and why I find it so triggering and how Ashley thinks that those of us who are triggered by the word manifestation just perhaps don't understand it. I'm curious. You're in the personal development space. Why is manifest so triggering? The word manifestation, why is it so triggering for you? So I think it has to do with, I have seen, you know, having been in network marketing and having been now in this personal development coaching space for a while now, I have seen so many women whether it's say they're like, you know, say their affirmations every day that they're manifesting their first six figures or their next rank or giving it to God that they're going to make their next rank or they're going to retire their husband and they don't do the work that coincides with the thought. Mm-hmm. And it drives me absolutely bonkers. Well, I think they don't understand manifestation. I mean, quite honestly, I think they don't understand manifestation. And they don't understand faith, right? I I grew up in church. I spent the first 30 years of my life literally under a church pew. And um, the people who approach, quote unquote, manifestation or faith from that place they, they're just misinformed, like it's misguided effort, because even the scripture says faith without works is dead, right? You can literally like say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, but your belief is only evident in the amount of action you're actually taking, right? Like it's only clear as day what you believe based on what you do. That is how you know what someone believes. The same or similar ideology works with manifestation, You're not laying on the beach somewhere having a cocktail and then suddenly God, universe, source drops down a six-figure check into your bank account. That is not how that happens. We have to stop teaching manifestation that way because it's just inaccurate. Like it just does not work. You have to actually take some steps. You have to do some things. Now, do I believe that you can receive inspired action? Absolutely. Do I believe that you can like, you know, encounter synchronicities, you might call them coincidences, right? Where it seems like cooperative components are all coming together and things are working out in a way that you didn't anticipate. Absolutely. But you know what? In all of those scenarios, you have done something. Have done the initial work. Yeah. Like you've done something. Like it just, I mean, you know, I did a really amazing interview this morning. 
and it felt a little bit like it dropped out of the sky. And I wrote in my journal, this happened and it felt like I didn't do anything. But you know what? When I traced back the really amazing thing, I was like, oh, well, they found me because I've been on social media for the past few years showing up consistently around leadership, career, asking for more money, all these different things. This random person happens to be in my social media, like following, saw what I talk about all the time, had an opportunity come came up, thought about me, reached out to me on Instagram, and it feels like it fell out of the sky. It feels like, oh, you manifested it. Well, yes and no, because I didn't see it coming. Like, I didn't know how it was going to come out, like, you know, come together, work out. I didn't know that my specific actions over the past 18 months talking about all this stuff was going to lead to a feature in a a news, you know, like, you know, I didn't know how it was all going to come together, but my efforts got me in the right place in order for it to happen, even though I didn't see the outcome. And so I think often there's this perception of, well, I'm just going to go about my life and do the things I normally do, not take any specific action towards the goal or outcome or desired result. And then somehow God's going to like, chip off a block of the golden road, drop it down from heaven, and boop, all my problems are solved. No, that is not how that works. Like, so anyway, I think I think folks are a little bit misguided. And um, I, I empathize because growing up in church, I do understand how sometimes messaging like that can make it feel like you just have to surrender. You just have to lean back. There is nothing you have to do but you just you have to take it a little bit further. If you actually want to see the results, you have to you have to walk the, the line, like follow it all the way through. I love that. And I appreciate that. <laughs> and I I would even personally take it even a step further and say, just because it happens once doesn't mean you then get to stop the action. Yeah. Right? You need to continue the mm-hmm. action. Hundred percent, and and continue the belief. Yeah, right. Continue the action. Continue the belief. Grow the action. Grow the belief. And that is how you're going to develop personally. Develop as a leader. Develop in your business or your career, or you know wherever it is that you're serving. A hundred percent. Like they they aren't competing like ideas. I think that they're cooperative ideas. You need your belief. You need an element of faith. I say there's a certain level of crazy required to go after your dreams because when you are in the thick of it, doing the hard stuff day to day, showing up for your business, showing up for your family, working a day job, working your business at night, pushing in your career, going to school full time and going you know, to work full time, doing the things you do to create the life you really desire, you have to be a little crazy. You have to have a little bit of faith. You have to have some belief that somehow it's all going to pay off. You also got to have some work ethic to get your ass to work every day to like <laughs> do the things you need to do. So they aren't competing. Um, I think they work as cooperative components to, you know, get you to the outcome that you really desire. And just like you said, it's in that nitty gritty work. It's in that like 
it's in those hard moments that you are growing, that you where you are pushed up against your growth edge, where you are the most uncomfortable, where it feels like, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can do this. And you're having the conversation with yourself. You're talking yourself into it. You're saying, I've got this. I've totally got this. It's only a little bit further. I'm closer today than I've ever been to reaching my dreams. Like that is you self-coaching, right? When you are faced with circumstances that seem impossible and you're like, I could give up now or I could find a way through this obstacle, that is self-coaching. When you're saying, here are the facts. I've made five calls this week for my business. I didn't make 30. I said I was going to make 30. No wonder my results are the way that they are. I'm going to make those 25 extra calls this weekend, right? Like that's the self-coaching Versus you saying, I made five calls this week. Why haven't I gotten the results I really desire? And let yourself wallow in the fact that you haven't gotten the results. Like, be honest about where the gap is in your contribution. Like, that's where the growth happens. That's where the development happens. And if you can lead yourself in honesty that way, it starts to get so much easier to show up and lead a team in that same way because you were in alignment you were in alignment with yourself, you were in alignment with your values, you were in integrity with yourself, and people can feel that. That's not something you can fake. Perfection. <laughs> Everything you just said is so spot on and so true. It is in those those hard moments, the moments where you feel like crap, the mm-hmm. moments where you're not being the successful person that you want to be or that you know you can be that you have to utilize the skills that you've learned through reading your personal development books, through working with coaches, through infinite Google searches, right? Mm-hmm. And self-coach, like you said, to to pull through. Um, so my last question then, I guess, would be, do you have any like favorite questions or favorite phrases to when you're in that kind of crummy space? pull yourself through to the other side. What does Ashley use when Ashley coaches Ashley? Mm, When I'm up against the rock at a hard place. um, I, number one, I look at my, let's see, I'll take you through a quick process. Number one, I look at my thoughts. Um, What am I thinking right now? And how do I feel? Like physically, how do I feel? Do I feel contracted? Do I feel tight? Do I feel tense? Do I feel stressed? Yes. Then I journal things like what's going on under the surface. I start interrogating my thoughts. I start getting curious about what I'm thinking because I know if I can figure out what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling, that's going to point me to a belief. And that is going to indicate something I do or don't believe is possible and that is often impacting the action I'm taking or not act, you know, or not taking. So for example, if I'm and and here's why that's important. Either way, you're going to have to talk yourself into something. And so once you can become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking, how that's making you feel, what belief is driving the feeling and the thoughts, then you can change that belief. You can work on changing that belief. And then once you've done that, you can get into a better place of taking action. So for example, when I was in corporate, when I was in, you know, uh, my last role, I was in B2B sales. So I would make on any given day, somewhere between 75, you know, ish calls per day. And these are cold calls, right? Like I'm calling, literally calling companies saying, hi, this is Ashley. And getting myself into the door, talking to a decision maker, 
going from that initial phone call, getting them to have a meeting with me and, um, you know, basically eventually selling them my product. So that was my job in addition to managing a team of people, right? So I, I managed a personal book of business. I also managed people on, on the team. So, um, if I was having really crappy thoughts about making calls, like just, this is never, you know, people are never going to say yes to me. This is never going to work. I totally suck at this. I don't know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. I could always tell. I felt crappy in my body. I felt tired. I felt lethargic. I felt just a general malaise, right? And then that did not motivate me to make the calls I needed to make to get the result. And so when I could look at my thoughts and say, okay, Ash, like, what have you been thinking today? Like, are you having, like, are you having a good day of thinking? Like, are you thinking up? Like, where, where is your mind? Is it in the gutter? Well, if I haven't been thinking in a focused, intentional way, it's no wonder you kind of feel yucky, right? Especially when it's like, this is hard. Like it is, most people can't make 75 calls a day and hear no most of the time and just be happy that you made a connection with someone. I used to get told no a hundred times a week. Most people cannot do that. They can't handle the discomfort of getting rejected that many times a week. So you're constantly having to assess, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Okay, how is that impacting your performance right now? And then if that happens, I would tell myself in those moments, you know, you're not going to die. I mean, I know this is, this is just, I would, I, I would just say like, this isn't going to kill you to hear no, number one, like this isn't going to kill you to hear no. Um, and work myself kind of off the ledge, right? Um, here, but, but here's something that could be helpful. I tell people to think about the hardest thing they've ever been through and something they thought would break them. Like I share really openly, 2017 was the hardest year of my life. My dad transitioned. He went through a long battle of cancer. I separated and divorced from my husband. We had been married for almost nine years. We'd been together 14 years. I did this all while leading and managing a team. I never took FMLA. I didn't take time off work. Um, that's also the year that I started my coaching side hustle. It was just a lot. That was by far the hardest year of my life. And every year after that, Anytime I encounter something hard, I think if I can make it through 2017, I can make it through this. This doesn't get to break me. And you might have to cry. You might need a glass of Cabernet. You might need to, you know, take a nap. You might need to binge watch a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy. But then you tell yourself, okay, I got to get up from here. And you find something you can do that moves you one step forward. And you take that step. And then you anchor into that step. And then you assess where am I at? What do I need to do next? And then you take that next step. And then you look around, okay, what do I need to do next? And then you take that next step. And then eventually you find yourself on the other side. Um, so I think sometimes just starting where you're at, admitting it's bad, admitting it's been through, you've been through worse. And maybe if you haven't been through worse, right? Maybe you just say, this doesn't get to break me. This does not get to take me out. I'm stronger than this. I'm going to get to the other side. And when I do, I I didn't know that in 2022, I would tell people my story, my stories, and their lives would be changed because of it. I, I had no clue. But here I am on the other side. And I have all these experiences that I've cultivated over all this time. And now they help people. And so even if you're like, man, 
I, I, I haven't been through anything this hard and it's, it's real hard. Like you get to make a decision about the kind of person you're going to be. Am I going to be someone who handles it? Like takes it, chooses to make the best of it, chooses to conquer the mountain, chooses to get to the other side, or am I going to be somebody who lets this take me out? I'm always going to be like, you know what? I'm going to boss up. That's that's my vibe. That's my energy. I encourage you to maintain, you know, I think women are inherently strong. And I don't believe we always give ourselves enough credit for that. Mm-hmm. And when we look over our lives, we have to see our strength. We have to see our personal power. And the more we can anchor into that, the more I think we can face some of these things that are really difficult and just choose to stand in the face of them and make small steps forward and eventually get to we get to the other side. And when we look back, man, we're proud of ourselves. And we have a story that we know we can tell our girlfriend or our girlfriend's girlfriend or our niece or, you know, a stranger on the internet and it can change their life. 100%. 100% amen. And I know what you have shared here today is going to change someone's life listening to this podcast episode. Um, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing yourself and your stories and your thoughts around the topic of personal development and how we can improve this space that so many of us sit in. Um, not just as women, but as a society, as, as a whole. Mm -hmm. So again, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. Always, like I said, my privilege, my honor. Um, you're, you're a great interviewer. (laughs) You kept me mostly on track. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.